Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Epic. So glad you're with us. And if you are new with us today, that video captures the big vision that God has given us as a church for the next several years. And that's what we've been talking about for the past eight weeks. We've been talking about Ephesians 3.20 and asking God to do more than we can imagine. We've talked about us pursuing our community, serving our community, teaching our community, building our church home that will help us reach more people in our community for Christ. Two weeks ago, we challenged ourselves to new levels of faith to fund this vision. And our church family turned in intention cards signifying what we intend to give towards this vision over the next several years. And today I'm going to share the results of that with you. Now, if you are new with us, you need to know that today is not a typical service. So I ask you to come back next week to experience a more typical service. Again, today's a unique day for us as we end this series that we've been in together. But I'm so glad you're here today because I think today you're going to hear how serious we are as a church family at reaching people for Jesus. We're so serious about that. We're willing to sacrifice. We're willing to give to see that happen. We're willing to commit to see that happen. And if those kind of things excite you, if seeing people meet Jesus excites you, then we invite you to be a part of our church family and help us fulfill this vision. Now, maybe you're here today either on campus or maybe online and you're not yet a Christ follower. I'm glad you're here because I think today you can hear how important you are to God. You're so important that Jesus was willing to sacrifice his life so that you can have eternal life. And you are so important to us, we are willing to sacrifice so that you can know about the love of God. So I'm glad you're here with us as well. Now, throughout this series, our church family has been sharing some of the things that we are excited about, how God has been been working in us and through us as a church family. And you'll see some of that represented here on this big board here. So someone said that I never thought that I would go on a mission trip, but it opened my eyes to so much. Someone else said, getting to serve changed my life. Now church feels like family. Somebody else here said, Epic meets people in crisis. We don't preach it. We live it. Somebody else said, I love watching my kids grow spiritually at Epic. Somebody else was excited because Epic helped them find Jesus. They said, I'm so grateful that I now know Jesus. And we have prayed for over 800 people represented by these cards. And we've spent a lot of time praying for people to experience God in some significant ways. So for example, we prayed for salvation for Kevin, and we prayed for a whole lot of other people to put their faith in Jesus. We prayed for Debbie to be healed from cancer. And we prayed for a whole lot of other people that need healing in their lives. We prayed for Tim to beat his addiction issues. And just if you're wondering, that's not Tim on stage, but maybe it is Tim that did the announcements, I'm not sure. But we prayed for Tim to beat his addiction issues. We prayed for a whole lot of people wrestling with addiction issues. Um, We prayed for a difficult neighbor to be open to conversations about Christ. And if you think, I don't have a difficult neighbor, maybe you are the difficult neighbor. I'm just just saying, you should consider that. We prayed for reconciliation for a family that hasn't seen each other in seven years. We've prayed for some significant things over the past eight weeks together. 
And it's been exciting to see how God has been at work. So listen to what one person said that we've been praying for. They said, I've been going through the worst year of my life, which is one of the reasons I'm back at Epic. Just coming back to church, then getting involved with connections, and I have signed up for a care team and signed up for 3G Sunday. Every step I take, God leads me another step in a new direction. Now he's leading me in a totally new direction of my life. I'm putting my total faith into him and taking a big step that will lead me backwards financially, but will lead me away from everything bad in my life. I'm also praying for next week's intention card because I'm gonna take a step forward since every step I have taken, God has given me more in return. God is amazing. If you put your faith and trust into him, I had forgotten this. Thank you for Epic. So I had a personal conversation with that, that person recently, and I'm so excited about what God is doing in their lives and the steps they're taking to trust him. One of the people that I've been praying for that's represented on one of these cards fits in the difficult person category. And I've been praying for this friend of mine for years. This person's far from Christ. And every time I invite them to church at Christmas or Easter, they laugh, make some crude joke about that. And then we go on in the conversation. I haven't seen him in a little while. He stopped by my house yesterday and he asked me to pray for a friend of his who has brain tumor. So he said, hey, would you pray for my friend? I think you might be a little bit closer to God than I am. And so I said, hey, do you mind if we pray right now? He said, that'd be great. All right, so you gotta picture this. This guy is a bodybuilder. So he's a big guy, like think as big as me. Okay, maybe he's a little bigger than me. So he's a really big guy. We're standing on my front porch, and I say, can we pray together? He says, absolutely. He puts out his hand, and he grabs my hands. So we're standing there on my front porch praying for his friend and healing. I have no idea what my neighbors were thinking we were doing, but we were praying, and I never thought I'd be standing with this guy on my porch praying for a friend of his. And before he left, he said, hey, why don't you stop by um, in December invite me to Christmas again this year? I just might come. For me, that's wow. That is evidence of God answering prayers that we've been praying over the past eight weeks and beyond. So as God continues to work in the lives of people that we're praying for, please, please email us at imagine at theepicchurch.com and let us know so we can celebrate that with you. Now, today I wanna to take you back to the Bible story that we looked at three weeks ago. And it's the story of God leading the Israelites into the promised land. So leading them away from slavery from the Egyptians to the promised land, which is land that God promised to give them. This story took place about 3,500 years ago. And we picked up the story where Moses, their leader, had died and God selected a new leader for them and his name was Joshua. And he asked Joshua to lead the people into the promised land across the Jordan River. And here's a picture that I showed you a few weeks ago of where they were at. Here is the Dead Sea, here's the Jordan River. And the Israelites were on this side, they were on the east side of the Jordan River and they needed to cross right here. And the first city that they would come into contact with, that they would go into battle with, would be Jericho. So I also told you a few weeks ago that the Jordan River is not that big. 
So if you've ever been there, or if you've seen pictures of it, then you realize that it's not that big of a river unless it's rainy season. And the Bible says that it was rainy season and the Jordan's banks were overflowing. So here's a picture of the Jordan River at its widest point. So at its widest point, the Jordan River is two miles wide and 100 feet deep. So this isn't some little creek that God asked the Israelites to cross over. This was a major obstacle for them at this moment. And so this is the location that God asked them to cross the Jordan River. He didn't ask them to go several miles up the river to cross at a smaller part of the river. No, he asked them to cross at the widest part of the river. So this was a big task. And God didn't ask them to send out their warriors to figure out how to get across the river or their engineers to figure out how to do that. He sent out their priests. And he asked their priests to carry the Ark of the Covenant with them. If you've seen the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark, then, then you know the, the concept of what we're talking about. But here's a replica of the Ark of the Covenant. So the, the Ark of the Covenant is a special box that God had Moses make. It's overlaid in gold, and it's four feet wide, it's two feet tall, it's two feet deep, and it represented God's presence with the Old Testament Israelites. And so it was a very special box and it contained some very special things like the 10 commandments that God gave Moses. It, but this box was so special, if you touched it, you would die. So the priest had to carry the Ark of the Covenant with some special poles. Well, God told the priest to step into the raging Jordan River and then wait there. Now, we've all seen news reports of people being stuck in flash floods, and we've seen news reports of people being swept away in, in flash floods. So, so those are sad moments. Um, but this was kind of the situation that those priests were standing in, in that moment, holding something that could kill them if they dropped it. So this priest had to work together. They had to trust God. They had to trust each other. They had to commit to stepping into the water at the same time so they wouldn't be swept away or die by touching the ark. Now, it would have been so nice of God to part the Jordan River like he did with the Red Sea when the Israelites left Egypt and headed to the Promised Land. It would have been so great for God to part the Jordan River and say, now walk across on dry ground. But God didn't do that. God said, step into the water first and wait. Any of you like to wait? Anybody? Anybody like to wait? I hate waiting. I hate waiting at a stoplight for it to turn green. And I especially hate waiting when somebody in front of me is looking at their phone and they don't recognize the light has turned green. That is so irritating. I hate waiting in a grocery store line for someone who's ahead of me who has 15 items in the 10 item line. Like that's not okay, like that's a violation. You should get a ticket for that. Somebody's with me, one person is with me here. Everybody else, apparently you're violators of that rule. So I hate waiting in, in front of the microwave for my food to get warm enough. Like I just, I hate waiting. Anybody wanna hear what we've intended to give to our Imagine Vision? Okay, you're gonna have to wait <laughs> just a few more minutes, okay? 
So I told you three weeks ago that we are like the Old Testament priests. We're standing at the edge of the Jordan River and our church family needs to work together to cross the obstacles that stand between us and the mission that God's given us of leading more people in Flagler County and beyond to Christ. So we need to take big steps of faith to fund this vision and wait to see what God will do. Well, over the past few weeks, we've taken some big steps of faith and we're waiting to see what God is going to do. So here are some of the big steps of faith that we have taken. So we, as a church family, have committed to give $4,782,506.27 towards our vision. So that is exciting. So 4.7 means we are almost 60% there. We are well down the road towards our $8.4 million goal. Now, some of you may not feel super excited right now because we haven't reached our goal yet. But let me remind you of a few things. We all know that $8.4 million is a big goal, right? Yeah, we all know that. But 4.7 is a huge step in that direction. It's a huge step towards meeting that goal. And 4.7 is our starting number, not our final number. So it's the beginning. It isn't the end. So three years ago, when we were committing ourselves to start our care and counseling ministry and purchase land uh, that we needed to have for our future church home, we needed $2.5 million dollars. That was what we needed back then. And $2.5 million three years ago seemed like Mount Everest. Like we, we could never climb that high. But together, our church family gave $3.8 million over two years. We gave $1.3 million over our goal. And I think God can do that again. Or... God can work in any other way that he wants to help us reach this goal. So we are in the right spot, taking steps of faith, trusting God and waiting on him to work. So here are some really exciting parts of our 4.7 number. We had 11 families that said this is their first time that they've ever given, ever given towards a church. We had 45 families say this is the first time they've given regularly on a consistent basis. We have nine families that said they're first time tithers, giving 10% of their income back to God. We have 49 families that said this is the biggest step of faith that they're taking. And our online audience, which joins us every week, has committed to give $281,876. That's our online audience. So... One of our people online, I'm not sure who you are, but one of our people online told us that they don't live in Flagler County, but they are moving here in the future, and so they have committed to give already because they consider Epic their church home, and they can't wait to move here. So whoever you are, thank you for that. Now listen to what our children and student ministries have done. So our children and student ministries, so this is tide pool. So this is like nursery through kindergarten. So our nursery through kindergarten have given $245.75. Let me say that again. Nursery through kindergarten. 
that number may, may be more significant than the 4.7 million. So Riptide, our first through fifth grade ministry, have given $831.21. So their goal was $500. They knocked it out of the park. Our middle school and high school ministry, they have committed to give and have given $1,734.37. Middle school and high school. Now, you might wonder, why are our children and, and students involved? Because they are so excited about us as a church family pursuing, serving, and teaching their friends about Christ and having a church home they can invite their friends to that can help them grow spiritually. One of our church members recently told me, said, listen, I committed to give three years ago to our Four Flagler vision when we were starting our care and counseling ministry and purchasing land. And I have adjusted my giving uh, as God has blessed me through the years. And they told me this past week that over three years, they have been given $20,000 in raises. $20,000 in three years in raises. And they just got a new raise this past week and just emailed me to say, hey, we can't outgive God. It's not possible. Now, does God always work that way? Am I saying that if you commit to give something, God's going to give you $20,000? I'm not saying that. The person who emailed me, maybe they'll give you $20,000, but I'm not saying that. So God doesn't always work that way. Sometimes he does. But the issue is us trusting God with our finances. And as we do that, when we trust God with all of who we are, God does big things in return. And that's just one example of that. So there are a lot of exciting parts of what God is doing in us and through us as a church. And God is at work. And I can't thank you enough as a church family for stepping into the water with us to cross the obstacles that stand between us and lost people who desperately need Jesus. You are an amazing church family and you are living up to your epic name. And it's such an honor to be a part of this church body. So I'm grateful for you. Now you might be wondering, well, what do we do next since we haven't quite yet reached our goal? Well, here are three things that we are doing next. The first thing is this. Our leadership team is asking God to clearly show us our next steps because the vision God's given us hasn't changed, but our time frame might have to change. So God's still asking us to pursue, serve, teach our community, and build a church home that will help us reach more people for Christ. And we don't want to run ahead of God. We don't want to fall behind God. We want to hear what God is clearly saying to us through this and follow him accordingly. So that means our elders, which provide spiritual leadership to our church, have a lot of praying and a lot of decisions to make. So 4.7 million will help us expand ministry to our community. It will help us get ready for building phase one, but we'll have to see how far 4.7 will go until more funds come in. So we hope to clear land soon so, so that we can begin to use that for community events and church events, but we need to get closer to our $8.4 million goal to take bigger steps in building. And by January, we should have a better idea of our giving pattern, so I ask you to pray for our leaders. And we will keep you up to date. We will keep you posted 
on what God is saying to us. So that's the first thing that we're going to be doing. The second thing we're going to be doing is expanding ministry. So our vision involves us expanding our community serving opportunities that we call for Flagler. They involve us sending more relief teams into our community to serve more individual families. They involve us expanding our Adopt-A-School program called Faith for Flagler Schools. It also involves us expanding our care and counseling ministry to support a public ministry to our community. It involves us leading 1,500 people to Jesus and helping them take a next step with God. There are a lot of great things that we are going to be doing as we expand, expand ministry, and we are already doing that. Many of you are already involved in our relief teams. Many of you have already signed up for our care teams that are serving in more significant ways. So we will continue to expand ministry to our community like we have over the past 14 years. The third thing that we're going to do is continue to reach people far from God. So Jesus said in Luke 19.10 that he came to seek and save those who are spiritually lost. That is the vision of our church, to follow Jesus' example, to help lost people be found by God. So our vision as a church is that we want to be a church for people who don't do church. If you're new and you think, well, that sounds weird, like we're doing church this morning. Like, like what does that mean? We're, we're not interested in just doing church I grew up in church world, and a lot of what we did was check off boxes. We are interested in being the church for each other and for our community. And we are interested in reaching people in our community who would say, no thanks, I don't do church. That's not my thing. Maybe they have a bad church background. Maybe they have no church background. Maybe they're not considering God at all in their lives. And yet maybe they're searching for something and they have no idea what they're searching for. We are after those people. It affects everything that we do. The songs that we sing, the clothes that we wear, the way that we teach, the way that we serve our community, it affects everything that we do. So our vision for reaching people has not changed and it will not change. Over the past 14 years, we have seen at least 977 people put their faith and trust in Jesus as their Lord and Savior. That would be a great time to clap. Almost 1,000 people have changed their eternal destinations, their eternal vacation plans from one place to a new place, from a place that's a real place called hell to a real place called heaven where they'll get to spend eternity with a God who loves them. And that's the vision that we have. There are thousands more people in our community who need to be reached for Christ. And I have to tell you that helping people meet Jesus will never get old to me. It's the most amazing part of my job to introduce people to Jesus, walk them across that bridge of faith and help them open the door of their heart and say, Jesus, would you come in? That'll never get old to me. And I hope that will never get old to us as a church because that's what God has called us to do. This afternoon, we will baptize 30-some people, which is evidence of the life change that we're trying to lead people to. And I hope that you'll join us for that. We're going to be at a new location. We're going to be at Bay Drive Park, which is on North A1A. If you know where Bing's Landing is, it's north of that. If you know where Sea Colony is, it's north of that. If you don't know where that is, Google it. Hopefully that you'll find it and be in the right spot at 4 p.m. 
So we're going to be there. We're going to have some food. We're going to have some fun. And we're going to celebrate those who are being baptized. And so I invite you and I encourage you to come be a part of that with us. Then next week, we're going to start a new series called Googling God. And in this series, we are going to explore some of the questions that people ask Google about God. And there are a lot of questions that people ask the internet about God. And if you know somebody who has questions about God, that would be a great series to invite them to, whether on campus or online. And if you have questions about God, this would be a great series to be a part of. Why? Because we've all had questions about God, or we all have questions about God. So this is going to be a great series, I think, for all of us. So again, we are stepping forward to fulfill the vision that God has given us, and we will adjust our time frame according to how he leads us. For those of you who are wondering if you should still give to our imagined vision, let me say this. Tammy and I are so excited about what God is doing in our church family. We are so excited that we doubled what we gave three years ago to our last initiative. We doubled that, and we started giving three months ago. And we cannot wait to see what God is going to do in us and through us as a church. Our elders feel that way. Our staff feels that way. Our ministry leaders feel that way. And we're excited about what God is doing. So yes, we should give and continue to give towards the vision that God has given us. Today's the official launch of us giving towards our imagined vision and together, those of us who are part of that will give over the next two years. And some of you have said, hey, I have some cash I'd like to give. When's a good time to give that? I'd say today or anytime soon would help us go farther, faster towards the vision that God has given us. And if you're part of our church family, and if you haven't had a chance to, to turn in your intention card, or if you're still processing that, or if you're wondering, does my part do anything? Like, like, will it make an impact? Like, I encourage you to join us and be a part of this. This is our opportunity to make a huge impact in our community. And if we all team together, I think we'll see God do some things that we've been dreaming about for the past few years. In fact, I think God will blow our minds and do more than we can imagine. So again, if you're part of our church family and if you haven't had a chance yet to jump in to what we're doing with our Imagine Vision, I invite you to do that. And you can fill out one of our intention cards online at thebigchurch.com. You can grab one of these folders at the back of each seating section. There's an intention card in there as well. All right. Now, some of you, some of you just might be tired of hearing me talk about money today and for the past eight weeks. And maybe you feel like this, this series has been way too long. And if you feel that way, I get it. Like, I really do. Talking about money makes all of us feel uncomfortable. Probably nobody more than me in this room, okay? You need to understand that Preaching about money is one of the hardest things that God has asked me to do. So for the past eight weeks, God has stretched me to cast a vision of what we are doing as a church family for us to be excited and involved and fund the, the ministry that God has given us. But talking about how God can use our resources 
to help people go from eternal death to eternal life like Jake was preaching last week, like that is so worth it. It's worth it to me to be stretched by God so more people can meet Jesus. It's worth me feeling very uncomfortable for eight weeks. And I think it's worth all of us feeling a little uncomfortable and maybe stretched by God because we will never regret one thing that we've done to advance God's kingdom and help other people meet Jesus. We will be in eternity for one second and say, like everything I was involved in to advance God's kingdom, it was so worth it and I wish I could have done more. So today is the end of our Imagine series, but it's the beginning of us living out the vision that God's given us and I can't wait to see what God is gonna do in us and through us over the next few weeks, months, and the next few years. Now, as we wrap up, we're gonna sing the song that Matt, our worship leader, wrote specifically for this series called Can You Imagine? And as we sing this, I encourage you to imagine your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, your family members who don't know Jesus. Imagine them coming to know Jesus as we pursue them as we serve them, as we teach them about a life-changing relationship with the creator of the universe, the God who loves them enough to sacrifice so that they can live for eternity. If you're new with us today, again, I'm so glad you're here. I would love to meet you after the service. I'll be in the lobby, and I'd love if you just come up and, and tell me that you're new. And if you have questions about what I've talked about today, I'll be in the lobby, Tim will be in the lobby, Jake will be in the lobby, our elders will be in the lobby. We would love to have conversations with you, answer any questions that you have about anything I've talked about today. So if you would, stand with me. We're gonna pray, and then we're gonna sing together. Lord, for the past 14 plus years, we've been praying Ephesians 3.20 that you would do infinitely more than we can ask, think, or imagine. And Lord, I, I love reading that verse and praying through that verse because it says that, that you are able, because of your mighty power, to accomplish infinitely more than we can ask, think, or imagine. And Lord, that verse also says that you love to use your power to work within us and through us. So Lord, that's what you wanna to do to reach people around us for you. You want us to, to use our time, our talents, and our treasures to help people go from spiritual death to spiritual life. And Lord, what an honor it is to be a part of the greatest mission that we could ever be a part of. Thank you for using us. You don't have to, but you choose to. So God, thank you for inviting us into the, the most amazing adventure that we can be a part of. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to stay focused on that vision and that mission that you've given us. Lord, we ask again that you would do more than we can imagine. We ask that you would help us reach these goals that you've given us and surpass these goals over the next few weeks, months, and years so we can see more people put their faith in you. Lord, we can only imagine what you can do. In Jesus' name, amen.